you know you can store enough freeze-dried food and you know beans pasta oatmeal rice all that kind of good stuff to feed 12 people for a year before they've got power restored to the entire island to everybody there you're talking a year year and a half from now there are people there now that are literally starving in the bahamas literally starving to death Hey, everybody, welcome to The Survival Show podcast with Craig and me, David, where it's our job to take you step-by-step through the mindset, skills, tactics, and gear you need to survive almost any crisis, emergency, or disaster. And our heart is to show you how to use the lessons you learned today to thrive in your life tomorrow. Craig, we got a we got a busy podcast here because of our guest, don't we? <laughs> we do. And I'm going to jump right into it because I love this guy. So our mission here, you all, is to help you progressively increase your survival IQ so you leave out of here better prepared at the end of the show than you are at the beginning. And as I alluded to today, we are bringing back our friend Bob Gaskin from MRE Nation. He is a fantastic guest. I really enjoyed talking to him. I've enjoyed talking to him off the show as well, and we're going to try to get all that into the show for you as well. Last time, we covered a range of topics on long-term food storage, society-altering events, and even rock apes, I think we got in a discussion of. But what, what I wanted to do today, real quick, though, just help us out, help help the podcast out. Uh, you can give directly at PayPal. Just go to survivalshow.com. Uh, join the tribe over at Patreon. Get on Anchor FM, anchor.fm, because you can support us there. And always check out the Tiny Guides, because we are somewhere in the klm section of tiny guys talking about food so gotta go to tinysurvival.com and pick up your share of tiny survival guides all right craig let's bring bob in here yeah let's get into this hey guys thanks for having me again yeah it's uh man for everybody's listening, we we got talking before we were recording and realized we need to get this on the podcast. So Bob is a wealth of information. As you well know from part one, he oversees MRE Nation, and he's got quite an array of different things that they offer there, which just kind of blows my mind. But one of the things I want to do is just bring us all back up to speed. So Bob, if you don't care, just Real quickly, we did this in part one, but real quickly, tell everybody what an MRE is. Let's break it down and and see what it's all about. Okay, so an MRE stands for meal ready to eat. Uh, Basic, long story short, the main entree and the side items typically packed in a retort pouch. And retort cooking is just like canning. So so having, having retort pouches is like having cans that won't break. So that's, that's long and the short, you know, most MREs come with a snack, a side item, a drink mix, accessory kit with coffee, sugar, cream, milk, all that kind of fun stuff. So everything you need for a full meal is all packed into one bag, easy to grab, easy to carry, lightweight, throw it in your backpack, forget about it and head on out to do whatever you got to do. Hey, and I, I would like to bring up too, since the last podcast, when we were talking with Bob, uh, I have, uh, obtained, several different, I think there's five or six different MREs from MRE Nation, and we just tore into those things at my latest class for Nature Reliance School, and I'm not joking here. I'm not just saying this because he's online and he scares me, but he puts together a fantastic MRE, and before we get out of here, he's got a discount for us, too, that we'll bring up again. So um, I guess that's one question that we should talk about 
Bob, is that is there a difference between the MREs for the military that go out to the DOD and what is available to the civilian market, or are they one and the same? Oh, no, there's a huge difference between the two. <clears throat> so military MREs are designed by Natick Laboratories. I believe they're out of uh, Massachusetts. Uh, it's actually a military installation. Um, and they, you know, they pretty much say this meal needs to have these side items, these snacks, blah, blah, blah. And they're mostly concerned with, with uh, calorie count, getting up to that 1,100 plus calories and doing so at a specific price point that they have contracted with the big three companies that, that service DOD. So with the civilian side of it, we, we're not limited to what Natick says has to go into an MRE, right? So, uh, you know, with a military MRE, you might have something like uh, beef ravioli and a meat sauce, um, and they pair that with, for some strange reason, tortillas, right? Um, as opposed to the Italian breadsticks like we do. Um, they might pair that with uh, peanut butter in their tortillas, whereas we, you know, we pair it with, um, uh, you know, a cheese, right? A cheddar cheese or cheddar cheese jalapeno or cheddar cheese bacon. So we have the ability servicing the civilian market. We have the ability to go through and uh, uh, build a ration that where each component complements the other one, you know, as opposed to something that's just out there. For example, we're, we're getting ready to come out with our chocolate MRE. It's a, the, it's a breakfast menu. Um, it has a, a chocolate muesli for breakfast. It has uh, chocolate crackers. Uh, it's like a semi-sweet graham cracker. The dessert is a chocolate bar. Uh, it comes with a hot chocolate for a drink beverage. You know, these are things you won't find in a military uh, MRE. You definitely won't find the new keto MREs, which I think we are the actual only company globally that's coming out with a keto diet MRE. Um, we're also the only company in the world that has a vegan option. We have, uh, I think it's either three or four vegan menus to choose from. So servicing the civilian market, we have a lot more uh, leeway in what we design and, and what we pair together with different MREs. So uh, in my opinion, it makes it a little bit better. We, we're not stuck with all the heavy preservatives and and things like that. You know, our, our MREs are designed to keep you going, give you the protein, the calories, the carbs that you need to keep going and in, in, in a survival situation, right? Whereas military MREs are designed to keep you going in a combat situation, meaning <clears throat> military MREs are designed to bind you up so you don't have to use the bathroom for three or four days. Whereas we don't, we don't have all that nasty stuff <laughs> in our MREs. We're, we're not chock full of all the preservatives that military MREs are. So in my opinion, it's, it's a lot better product. So from the perspective of preserving, because you've mentioned that a couple of times, shelf life and all the things go along with it. We covered that in podcast one. What's the difference between MRE and the way it's preserved versus like freeze-dried and dehydrated? I mean, you covered freeze-dried and dehydrated foods in podcast number one. But on this one, how does that all apply to, to an MRE? Dehydrated is designed to give you a you know 15 to 20 year shelf life right? Like beef jerky, things like that. Uh, freeze dried is designed to give you more than a 20 year shelf life. Um, whereas meals ready to eat are designed to, to be consumed within the next, you know, three, five, seven years. So a, a meal ready to eat is just that you can, you rip open the pouch, you can eat it cold, or you can put it in a flameless ration heater and heat it up. Um, but they're designed to, you know, right now today, I got to have something quick to eat, right? Um, so that's why when you're when you're prepping your your stockpile of food stuff should have a, a wide variety of of all the above, right? Um, 
not just one, you know, I've only got freeze dried because you might not have the ability to rehydrate it and reconstitute it. Or I've only got dehydrated, which cooks out all of your, your prime nutrients. And it's just something to sustain you. An MRE, nothing gets cooked out. It has all the nutrients. It has all of the, the things that you need to get through a day, right? Um, and it's all ready to eat right there, ready to go. The, the big difference is the way you have to store them and the shelf life that you get out of them. MREs have the lowest shelf life and they have the lowest temperature storage. You have to store them under 78 degrees. But if you store them in a cool, dark place under 78 degrees, you know, you're going to get, you know, seven plus years out of them, just like canned goods. It's, you know, you, the nice thing about MREs is we don't have the, the retail mindset of let's put a, a two-year shelf life on a product that we're going to hold in our warehouse for six months before we sell it. So the people buy it, they a year and a half from now, they throw a can away because it's past the best buy date, right? Um, so because of that, you know, people can, can go with the actual true best buy dates or be the retorter canning, you know, which is three year inspection, five year best buy and seven year terminal. So. Gotcha. So out of these three, Bob, the MRE, the freeze dried dehydrated food, maybe can you step us through because you, you were actually very kind last time, not to just talk about MREs, uh, even though that's your business. And I, I do think you have some freeze-dried com- stuff coming up maybe in 2020. But can you talk about maybe the specific applications where an MRE, freeze-dried and dehydrated food would uh, come in then? Sure. <clears throat> so that gets back to basic stockpiling, basic preparedness 101, right? Um, first thing you stockpile is a six-month supply of everything that your family typically uses, uh, peanut butter, um, jelly, you know, those are jars you can keep in your cupboard, um, toothpaste, toilet paper. Everybody seems to forget about toilet paper for some reason. Um, and, and when you get into a survival situation, that's what you eat first. You eat the stuff in your refrigerator first, then you eat the stuff in your freezer second, you eat your canned goods and your standard stockpiles third, right? So if you have a six month supply of everything you need, then you're going six months before you have to touch your long shelf life, long-term stuff. Once you hit your long-term stuff, you should have a combination of both freeze-dried and dehydrated, as well as some air-dried and sun-dried in there. For example, your beans, your pastas, your rice, you know, all of these things are, unless you're dealing with instant rice, all of these things are either air-dried or spray-dried or, you know, sun-dried, right? Then you get into your freeze-dried items, which is all your fruits, vegetables, your meat components. I would, I I don't recommend anybody buy freeze-dried meals for long-term shelf life. I prefer to 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 uh, purchase and, and stockpile the components themselves, right? Meats, fruits, vegetables. That way, you know, when you mix them with your rice, your beans, your pasta, your oatmeal, you know, you've got the ability to mix them out and create your own meals as opposed to what somebody else has made for you, right? You can season it your own way, whole nine yards. So when you look at your your stockpiles. You know, you want to save as much of that freeze-dried stuff as possible until the very end of, of your food life, you know, or your situation because the freeze-dried stuff is going to have the longest shelf life. Now, that being said, <clears throat> when you're in a survival situation, if you're feeding a group, then you want to use your, your standard dried and your freeze-dried items, your beans and, and pastas and all that mixed with your freeze-dried meats and vegetables and fruits to feed a large group. MREs are not something that you want to stockpile to feed a large group a single meal, right? Because they're they're one meal per bag, uh, 12 meals per case. 
Um, you know, you can fit 48 cases on a pallet. So in, in your basement or your garage, whatever, wherever you're storing your product in a four foot by four foot area, you're going to have, you know, 48 cases, 12 meals per case ready to go. <clears throat> or like our cases, we, we sell a 60 case pallet, which is 720 MREs. So if you're feeding, say, 30 people at a time and you're giving them two MREs a day, that's 60 MREs a day, and you've got a pallet of MREs and all you're eating off of is the MREs, then that, that's only going to last you 12 days, less than two weeks. Whereas in that same space, you know, you can store enough freeze-dried food and, you know, beans, pasta, oatmeal, rice, all that kind of good stuff to feed 12 people for a year. So the MREs are more designed for keeping in your go bag, um, your, your get out of Dodge bag, your get home bag, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, or if you're, if you're in a retreat group, um, and you've got people out on LPOP or running patrols, or maybe like our group, you're, you're designed to actually help your neighbors instead of shutting out the rest of the world. Like most preppers do. Um, then you want to have things like MREs so you can carry them. They're lightweight. You know, you encounter another family that's a refugee, you know, you can't give them a whole bucket of freeze-dried food, but you can give them a couple MREs. And that's that's one thing that I've, I've when I'm teaching my classes and my seminars, I really kind of touch on is most preppers have developed this selfish mindset of, you know, hey, I'm not going to help anybody. What's mine is mine and I can't get any more. And they're prepping for that. You know, they're they're prepping to become selfish people that are going to try to isolate themselves and live on their own without realizing that, you know, everything, you have to have backups to everything. And the most precious commodity you'll have in your group is bodies, right? And when the refugees start coming around, you know, there's your backup to your backup, right? Uh, but if you're not prepping now to help others later in that situation, or if you're not prepping now, if you're prepping for a disaster, if you're not prepping to help your neighbors, you know, then, then you're not going to get any help yourself, right? So MREs are great for that. They're great for, you know, survival situations, three to five days. They're great for short term. You know, if you're in a hurricane zone uh, down in Florida or Texas, Louisiana, any of the areas that predominantly get hit with the, the larger storms, they're great for that. If you're out in California, Nevada, Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, any of the areas that are that are subject to uh, large scale fires where people have to evacuate in a moment's notice, you know, to grab two or three cases of MREs, throw them in the trunk of your car as you're, as you're evacuating, you know, you've just taken care of food for your family, right? One of the things, the, the biggest travesties I see in dealing with disaster response is in the area of the fires out west. Because when people flee their homes, they, they grab what they can stuff into a suitcase and they figure, well, we'll just hit the grocery store or we'll hit a fast food restaurant and they get to where they're going. There's no hotel rooms and there's surely nothing on the shelves in the, in the, grocery stores and the fast food restaurants are sold out and then they have no food for their family. Whereas they could have three cases of MREs for a family of four. We'll feed them for, you know, a week and a half, two weeks. So for me, that's, that's kind of your big difference. Meals ready to eat. MREs are your quick, let's get it and go, you know, and, and we've got what we need because everything you need, including the toilet paper is all in one MRE, right? You got, you got your food, you got your drink, you got your side items, you got your dessert, you got a snack for later. You got your toilet paper, you got a, you know, coffee creamer, milk, salt, pepper, all that kind of good stuff that a, that a person needs with the meal and, and the aftermath of a meal all contained in one packet. That's really good. So before we started the podcast, Bob, you were starting to talk about MREs and we just, since our last podcast, we had a major hurricane that hit the Bahamas, Dorian, 
And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about MREs for a situation like that and uh, just uh, self-reliance and not being reliant on the government and some things we talked about prior to the podcast starting? Sure. So when it comes to prepping, when it comes to being self-reliant, most people have this philosophy of, you know, well, if something bad happens, I can go to the the refugee center or, you know, I can go here to, to a food distribution point and I can get, you know, food from the government, right? But what people fail to understand is <clears throat> everything is more than just in their own backyard. You have to pay attention to what's going on globally in order to be ready for what's going to hit you locally. Um, the MRE industry, the freeze-dried food industry, the disaster response industry has, has learned nothing over the last decade and a half, right? In the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, we saw real quickly supplies dry up. You know, the government ran out of food. The people that had the, the, the standby contracts to supply them, they ran out of things. And, and nobody changed the way they did business in the aftermath of Katrina. So, you know, 12, 15 days after the storm, there aren't any MREs to be had because everybody's out of mains or they're out of flameless ration heaters or they're out of the bags themselves that, that MREs come in, right? So <clears throat> when we started our business, we looked at it and we looked at where the bottlenecks were in the industry for distribution in the event of a disaster. The first area is in the mains. The second area was in the flameless ration heaters. And the third most primary area was in the bags themselves, the, the outer bags. So we decided we would stockpile flameless ration heaters. We would stockpile mains, which that's risky because they only have a you know five to seven year shelf life, right? Um, but more importantly, we, we hired an engineer to design and build for us an extruder to make the mil, mil spec military bags so that we would never be dependent on another company in order to help people in need when the time came. Then fast forward to Hurricane Harvey two years ago, right? So Harvey blows through Texas. Same thing happened again. It was a, it was a chaotic, massive storm. Um, it did more damage uh, dollar-wise than Hurricane Katrina did. And, and New Orleans today is still recovering from Hurricane Katrina. Imagine how long it's going to be before, you know, southeastern Houston recovers, right? And so in when we saw Harvey hit, you know, everything depleted again. Everybody was out of everything. So, you know, we were fortunate. We had about 28,000 24-hour rations sitting in a warehouse. Uh, we had 60,000 when Harvey hit. We sold uh, 32,000 of them to different emergency management agencies around Southeast Texas. Uh, we donated, gosh, I don't know, nine, 10 pallets of these things, uh, several tens of thousands of dollars worth to uh, different church groups and stuff in the area. So when, when Harvey was over, we were fortunate. We still had 28,000 of these 24-hour rations sitting in our inventory. When Hurricane Irma was coming before it ever hit Florida, like three days before it hit Florida, uh, we sold to one customer. They bought all 28,000 of our 24-hour rations that were in stock, and they paid a premium for them because they couldn't find them anywhere else. Um, so then when Maria hit, there was literally, when it destroyed Puerto Rico, and we're talking, guys, we're talking a six, eight-week period here between Harvey and Maria and had Irma in the middle there, right? By the time Maria devastated Puerto Rico, there was literally nothing left anywhere in the country, okay? So... Fast forward to now, you would think that that the MRE industry, the freeze dried industry, would catch on and go, "Hey, look, you know, we need to be more prepared to service our customers during a disaster, right?" 
and they're not. Now what we've seen going on is we've got a, a typhoon that, that hit India. We've got a typhoon that hit uh, China. And we got a typhoon that hit with the tsunami that hit Japan. Followed with that, we had Hurricane Dorian decimate the Bahamas. And when we say decimate, we're talking, guys, it, it'll be before they've got power restored to the entire island, to everybody there, you're talking a year, year and a half from now. There are people there now that are literally starving in the Bahamas, literally starving to death. Nothing to get to them, right? So now you've got the United Nations that's been buying up everything that they can get their hands on to take care of all four of these disasters globally. And the number one supplier of foodstuffs to the United Nations is the United States. Over 70% of the, the food stuff that they get comes from the United States. It's purchased with over 98% of their funding. The United Nations funding for food products comes from the United States. And the United States doesn't have the money to, to help the UN now because of all the other stuff that's been going on. And the UN's been buying up everything they can. So if we got hit by a storm today, there's, there's nothing. There's literally nothing available for the governments to buy. <clears throat> Nothing at all. Point that one thing that you're going over that I think people people need to listen to, and you've said it. I just want to accent it and say it again: is that when we have a storm here in the United States that affects us, and whether it's small or large, whatever, the dependency upon food, particularly MREs, is really also dependent upon all these other storms that are happening all over the planet. It's not just us. I think we get really focused on what we, you know, we think that, well, we've got all this stuff. We've got these companies. All these things are made here. But but you all are supplying a lot of people all over the planet. And, and that's why I think we need to make sure that our folks listen specifically to your recommendations on food storage. I mean, it's these things, these recommendations are just fabulous. I mean, that people need to listen on what to do so that we can get ready during the whatever you want to call it, the off season when these storms aren't happening. So when they happen, we don't have to go screaming for that kind of stuff then. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> you know, the, the thing is, let's let's break it down to the reduction of the ridiculous, right? You can go to our website for $129. You can buy a case of MREs. This is 12 meals, right? Um, this is before using the coupon code for your 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 listeners here. It's a 15%. It's the largest coupon code we've offered anybody. It's 15% off their total purchase. Um, so if they if they go to our website and they buy two cases of MREs, uh, it's going to be, what, $258 before the 15% discount. So for less than $225, and they get free shipping on that, they've got 24 MREs. So for a family of four, eating two MREs a day, right? You're going to, that, that's four days worth of, actually, I'm sorry, that's uh, six. It's roughly about three days, depending on the age of your children, whether they want, you know, one or two a day. You're going to get between three and five days worth of food, right? For less than $225. And show me a single family of four that goes to the grocery store and spends less than $250 for a week's worth of food. It's, it's, not, it's not available. It's not out there, right? So they could spend $225, have two cases, less than $225, have two cases of, of MREs on hand, be able to feed their family for a week, go to Walmart and buy, or, or any grocery store and buy, you know, three cases of water, spend $10, $15 on that. And now their family's taken care of for any disaster, anywhere, no matter what it is. And people will still say, well, I don't need to do that. I can rely on the church or I can rely on 
on the government or I can rely on my local community or I can rely on my neighbors and, and people just they'll, they'll spend that $250 on a new TV, which isn't going to do their family any good at all when, when a disaster hits. So it's just baffling to me. It's baffling. <clears throat> hey, one of the things you alluded to earlier Bob was was this idea of a keto MRE that you all are launching, which you know was fantastic. But I'm assuming, and I would love for you to tell us about the. Are there other, you know, particular MREs that you offer that are focused on a dietary restrictions, whether it's gluten free or non GMO or anything like that? Can you tell so us there about are. what you have there? Yes, yeah. there, there there are. So um, they're they're limited. Right. We don't we don't carry a lot of the specialty items because the the cost involved. Um, but, you know, we we can offer if, if a customer calls me up and says, hey, I'm, I'm Jewish I, and, and I'm strict Jewish. I have to have a kosher menu. You know, we can create for them a case of kosher MREs. Um, if we, we have kosher, we have halal, we have Sikh, we have Hindu. So those are your four big religious diets, kosher, halal, Sikh and Hindu. Um and then we have, uh, you know, other things like now everything that we have is packaged in facilities that also package nuts and dairy and tomatoes and all the other things that, that people tend to be allergic to. But we can design a, a menu that while the stuff are packaged in that community, in that environment or in that facility, in that environment, um, don't contain those items. Right. So we can do literally we can do anything. Uh, we can create something that's nut free, something that's tomato free, something dairy or egg free. Right. We have we're the only company in the world that offers vegan MREs. We have uh, two to three or four menus of those um, over the last three months, four months. We've had a number of people asking about a keto diet MRE. Um, so we've you know, we've been working on developing that. We just finished up testing on it yesterday. Uh, now we're in the, the artwork design phase and we should have those available on our website by this weekend. Um, I'd say Monday at the latest. Um, the big thing is one, one that we seem to begin a lot of requests for is paleo. Um, that is very difficult because paleo is a strict, you know, no preservatives, no nothing, right? It's, it's straight up vegetables, fruits, meats that, that are, our great, great, great ancestors ate, you know, that were living in caves. So we work to, to meet all of our customers' needs because nobody else is doing it, you know. So two benefits. One, we get a niche in the marketplace that nobody else has, you know. So if you're, if you're Jewish and you want a kosher MRE, you know, we're the only people that offer it. If you're Muslim and you want a halal MRE, we're the only people that offer it. If you're vegan and you want a vegan MRE, we're the only people that offer it, right? So that's, that's the beauty of it. One benefit, we're the only ones in the industry doing it, so we're the only people you can come to to buy it. The flip side of that is, is that it gives us also gives us the ability to service all of our customers' needs, no matter you know how large or how small. And that's that's really where I wanted to be with this company. The MRE Nation started as my hobby, right? This is this is what we do to because I have a passion for long shelf life food. I have a passion for military style rations. Uh, so it started as a hobby servicing those in the in, in what what's called the MRE community you know globally which there's about eight to ten thousand of us that that have that weird little hobby right um, but the the second reason I started it was to be able to to get people what they need that meets their diet the absolute worst thing you can do in a survival situation is to eat food that your body's not accustomed to eating it 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 will literally kill you 
right? If you're, if you're, you know, not used to eating freeze dried foods and, and dehydrated foods, and then all of a sudden that's all you're eating, it's going to throw your body into shock when your body's already at that heightened level of stress. You know, it, it's, it's very bad for you. So we try to have MREs available to people that is the same food that they eat every single day. I mean, we're, we're, we're coming out with our bringing back our hot dog MREs, which were available in military rations in the 90s. We're coming out with our hamburger patty MREs that have only been available in Canada for three years. Uh, it was 2014, 2016, and 2017. Um, we're coming out with the steak MRE, right? Nobody has steak. You know, we've, we've got people that contact us and say, hey, you know, all I eat is is uh, poultry products and fish products. I don't eat any red meat. Okay, well, we've got plenty of MREs that, you know, salmon pa- paella and uh, shrimp fried rice and, uh, you know, chicken and rice or curry chicken, chicken gumbo, right? So we made sure when we designed the company and, and we did our business plan and laid everything out, we wanted to make sure that no matter what our customers' needs were, we could handle it. Right. And so that's why we offer such a a wide variety of things, you know, because when people see disaster, they have to eat the food that they're accustomed to eating, not something that that's going to throw their body into shock. So this is really good, Bob. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good stuff. I appreciate your heart for all that. And I know that your experience in long-term food storage extends well beyond MREs. And that's already self-evident by what you've already said to us. But let's step back a little bit and let's just say, um, like for me, I've got a couple of cases of MREs here, but we have the ability to have a garden and uh, hunt and all that sort of stuff. And so there's various different, uh, I guess, maybe more self-reliant long-term food storage things that people can, can consider for their families, for themselves. And, and so I'm just looking at like freeze dried, dehydrated, canned, vacuum packed, those sorts of things, things that people can do themselves. I'm not sure if people can do freeze dried themselves, but maybe for somebody who is, is uh, looking at maybe a little bit more self-reliant lifestyle. Now they've got their MREs from you. What are some extended steps that they can take to, uh, to do some things themselves out of, out of this list or anything else that you know of. Okay. So a couple things we can talk about how people at home can do their own freeze drying, or we can talk about how people at home can make their own MREs, um, which kind of puts me out of business. But if it's, if it's cheaper for them and better for them to do that, right. Then I'd rather see them survive an event by having what they need as opposed to me just making money off of it. Well, I think there's three items here. If, if we can do freeze dried, um, right, you can. I know we de- we dehydrate a lot too, which is different than freeze drying, and we can and we vacuum pack some stuff, and maybe let's talk to those four to start. Okay, so the freeze drying itself, let's talk about that first because that one's super easy. Um, you can there's a website out there. Uh, it's the Harvest Right uh, freeze dryer. Um, actually, Brian, the guy that uh, Brian uh, Neville, who used to own Wise Foods. Um, when he left wise foods, he started harvest, right? Uh, he's now on like generation three or four of his machines. They're phenomenal. When he first came out with them, I wouldn't recommend them to anybody because of the maintenance involved. Um, but now he's taking care of all those issues. He's got a phenomenal product. Um, so the thing about freeze drying at home is this, if you have, if you are growing your own fruits and vegetables, if you're doing your own hunting, right? If you're 
when you make a meal, if you make a large meal, you know, one that would last your family a couple different meals, you know, by putting in the refrigerator, then a freeze dryer is good to go. Okay. Um, if you're buying your fruits, your vegetables and your meats and then trying to freeze drive it, the, the cost, it's cheaper for you just to buy your freeze dried components than it is to do that. Right. But if you've got your own garden, you've got your own fruit trees and, and you do a lot of hunting, fishing, um, those harvest right freeze dryers are phenomenal. It's a, it's a typical 220, right? So it uses about as much electricity as your stove does. It's a very simple process. You have a tray that you put your food in. Um, let's say you're freeze drying beef stew. Let's say you made a big batch of beef stew, right? You, you pour it in the tray, then you freeze that in your freezer and it, it freeze hard, right? And then you move it from the, from your regular freezer, to the freeze dryer. Uh, you want to fill the freeze dryer with as much as possible because it's going to use the same amount of electricity, whether you're freeze drying one tray or seven, right? So always make sure you've got enough to do all at once, fill all seven trays. Um, and then typically it's going to run for anywhere from 16 to 25 hours and freeze dry everything. Once that's done, you know, there's a, the cheapest Mylar bags out there I've ever seen is that a, there's a guy down in Tennessee's company. I want to say it's discount Mylar bags. Um, he sells these kits where you get, you know, 25 bags and then you get 25 oxygen absorbers. That's the right size for that size bag. Okay. So you, you can't mess up. You just buy his kits and they're like 20 bucks with free shipping. Right. So you, you take your, your stuff out of the, when it's done freeze drying, you take the tray, it's already powdered, right? It's already broken apart. Scoop it out in the serving size you want, put it in the Mylar bag. When you got all your bags filled, you rip open your oxygen absorbers because you want to wait to the last minute because you only have so much time once you open that bag before the O2 absorbers go bad. Drop one in each bag, seal it with a hair straightener. You know, you can get a hair straightener for $10 at Walmart, right? So freeze drying at home can be very, very affordable. Your most expensive component is going to be the Harvest Right freeze dryer. You can get those for between three and $5,000. They're very small, about the size of your oven, right? Um, so if you're growing your own fruits and vegetables, you're doing your own hunting, you're doing your own fishing, right? Or if you're raising your own animals to slaughter, then freeze drying can be very affordable, uh, for you at home. And I always prefer freeze dry over dehydrate. It's easier to reconstitute. You get more nutrients, more vitamins out of, out of what you freeze dry than what you dehydrate. Now, as far as making your own MREs at home, again, super easy. Um, you, you want to get a good retort pouch right for your for your food um i recommend there's a company out of california which i, I recommend very little out of california <laughs> but but there's there's a company out of california called vacuum sealers unlimited uh you buy your retort pouches from them you can get like two thousand for like i don't know 250 dollars um it's the same mylar pouch that the military uses the difference is it's gold instead of silver right um when you put your food into it, depending on whether you're doing vegetables and fruits or whether you're doing meats, you know, some meats you cook first, some meats you don't. There's a lot of great tutorials on YouTube on how to do that. Um, I would actually, I'd love to do a podcast sometime on people making their own MREs at home, if that's something y'all ever want to do. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very simple. You get a good commercial chamber vacuum sealer. That's going to be your most expensive part. That's going to run you anywhere from $1,900 to as much as 4,500, depending on, on how many packages you want to vacuum seal, chamber seal at a time. Um, so you, you put all your food in the retort pouch, you stick it in the chamber sealer. It pulls all the oxygen out, vacuum seals it for you. Then you drop it in a pressure cooker and cook it for 30 minutes. 
And now you've got, uh, just like you would canning, now you've got your meals that'll last you, you know, five to seven years. So it, it's a phenomenal way for, you know, if, if people cook in big batches, like when I make a beef stew, you know, I don't, I don't even know how to make a beef stew to feed four people, right? I make a, a big three, four gallon batch of beef stew and I use, you know, ribeye steak instead of stew meat. And I just really get into it. And it's just me and my wife, you know, we're traveling the country in a motorhome, <laughs> right? So it takes us a long time to eat three to five gallons. But I mean, I can then take that beef stew. I can put in some 16 ounce pouches, vacuum seal it, you know, and stick it in my storage in my motorhome. And then next time we want beef stew, you know, we'd literally rip it open, dump it in a bowl, microwave it for two minutes, and bam, we're eating a nice dinner that's that that's not full of all the preservatives and gunks that you get in the canned goods at the grocery store. So making MREs at home, doing your own freeze drying at home, it's very simple. Uh, if you're doing a lot of it, it becomes affordable, right? If you're if you're gonna make enough MREs to to last your family for a week then don't spend the, you know, $1,900 to $4,500 on a chamber vacuum sealer. Just buy your MREs and be done with it. If you believe that you need to be prepared for long-term disasters or, heaven forbid, you know, a, a Schumer hits the fan type situation, right? Then go ahead and invest the money. Get a good chamber vacuum sealer. There's tons of YouTube videos on how to do it. Um, and just, you know, make them at home. I would rather see people be prepared and have what they need you know, and, and have what they currently eat than, than to see people trying to prep on a budget by buying stuff that I sell or any of my competitors sell. So as far as dehydrated versus canned also, I know those are two simple ways and very common ways that people put up food. In fact, that's a primary way that we store food here currently. Do you want to just talk to talk to those since they're, they're pretty common and fairly easy and affordable to do for folks, pluses and minuses there? Um, well, the, the big plus for, for dehydrating is it's extremely affordable, right? Uh, you can get a good dehydrator for less than a couple hundred dollars, right? Um, you can get a, a very large, good dehydrator for less than a hundred, less than $200. So it's very affordable. Um, especially again, if you're got your own garden, you've got your own fruit trees or bushes, um, and if you're, you know, hunting and fishing, it, it becomes extremely cheap. So that's a huge plus. The minus to that is when you dehydrate, you literally cook all of the, the moisture out of the meat. And with that, you're taking away a lot of your, your nutrients, your proteins. Um, if you have, if you have a four ounce piece of beef and you dehydrate that into beef jerky, that's going to end up being about a two and a quarter ounce piece of beef jerky, right? When you rehydrate that, you're going to need about eight to 10 ounces of water to rehydrate that. And then when you rehydrate it, it's still going to be extremely chewy, you know, difficult to eat, right? It's something that you would cut up into small pieces and maybe put into a stew or mix with your pasta or throw in with some rice when you're cooking your rice, right? So you don't get the full benefit of of the meat product long term and you're cutting yourself out of up you know two and a half ounce or two and a quarter ounce piece of beef jerky has about a third of the protein um that uh that a four ounce piece of meat starts out with if you just cook it on the grill so so it is it's a good thing to have uh, especially when if you're making your own jerky 
right? And you can make a variety of jerkies out of it. Um, dehydrated vegetables are great for putting into stews and, and mixing with other stuff and letting them rehydrate in the cooking process. Um, whereas freeze-dried, you know, if you've got freeze-dried broccoli or freeze-dried carrots or freeze-dried whatever, right? You throw it in a bowl, you throw in some cold water and, you know, five minutes later you're, you're eating what tastes like fresh strawberries or fresh whatever it was that you, you freeze-dried. So there's, there's plus and minus to everything. Freeze-dried costs a lot more than dehydrated. Uh, dehydrated, you know, loses a lot of the nutrients. But so I guess what it all boils down to is what, what is your family's budget? You know, what, what can your family afford? And then you get what you can afford. And if it's dehydrating, then dehydrate. If it's freeze-drying, then freeze-drying. If it's MREs, then it's MREs, right? And if you can, if you're fortunate enough, have a variety of all. But dehydrated i'm 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 not a big proponent of dehydrated at all you know it's it's just one of those things that it it's cheap and it's affordable yes but you know you're losing so much of the benefit of what you're doing you know, you'd be better off freeze drying or or vacuum packing and and uh, retort cooking your your food a lot lot more better off yeah, that's a couple things came to mind when you were talking about that. Is I do my I dehydrate my own deer jerky every year, and it's amazing how much meat you start with and what you end up with. I mean, it, there's just so much nutrition that's lost. It's just lost. I mean, one thing one thing I wouldn't mind asking you about though is something that I did growing up. We killed hogs every year growing up. I'm from Kentucky, so that's one of those things a lot of us did. But but uh, we we smoked a lot of meat back then as a preservative and salted our hams and all the things that go along with it. And I mean, you have any thoughts or anything you want to share on that type of stuff? Oh, I love smoked meats and I, I love uh, salted ham, man. I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. If you know how to do it and if you know how to store it, I highly recommend people do that themselves. Right. Um, hogs. Yeah, don't so you know, a- you know what I mean when I say uh, the Cottle family in the last 80 years have never lost a ham. You know, you know how cool that is, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You yeah know, it's, so go it's, ahead. I'm it's, sorry. Well, it's kind of funny. We, uh, my wife and I, you know, we, we travel all over the country and, and we had an opportunity. We were out, based out of D.C. for about three weeks and we had an opportunity to go over to uh, uh, George Washington's home, right, and tour the entire grounds. And everybody was all about going inside the home, you know, and checking out all the furnishings. And, and my wife and I, we were more focused on the outlying area. His his home, uh, it was like a city into itself. They had their own barber. They had their own uh, leather workers, their own blacksmiths, everything. They grew all their own food. They grew all their own meat. They grew all their own vegetables. They had all their own fruit trees, right? And they had a smokehouse there that when we got to tour in the smokehouse, I actually I took probably 30 pictures of the smokehouse, and I'll bet I didn't take a total of 40 pictures through the whole tour, Right. Because you know, when when you look at it, it was it was like the perfect smokehouse. So yeah, when it comes when it comes to long term, when you're dealing with pork products, smoking and um, and uh, salt curing are just a phenomenal way, and that's very affordable, phenomenal way for long long shelf life. You know, I've I've got a friend of mine back home. They they grow their own cows. You know, they raise their own cows. They raise their own pigs. They raise their own chickens. And when they do slaughter time, you know, we typically buy as much as we can, as much as the freezer will hold. And uh, and when it came to the, the the pork products over the course of three years, I probably have a pig and a half in my in my freezer. Right. 
So the next time they got ready to slaughter pigs, I said, look, I'm, I'm good, but we got to figure something else out. I need some smoked meats and, and some salt cured hams. And so she found a person that did that. And that's, that's a huge part of our, our stockpiles now is, is salted pork products and smoked pork products. Hmm. Yeah, man, I grew up doing that. That's a lot of work, but it's, you're right. It's a lot of work, but it's real easy work. It's very affordable work. And when you, when you get ready to prepare it, you're not losing anything out of it. You, you cook up smoked bacon. I mean, smoked bacon's much better than apple or, uh, or maple cured bacon. Right. Um, so there's, there's not a lot of prep time involved in, in actually being able to cook it where with freeze dried or dehydrated there is. Right. Yeah. Well, I was talking to a family about it, uh, earlier today about whether you're hunting or processing your own food from the farm or whatever. I think it's real valuable for people to, to, I don't know, take stock in their own food sources. I mean, you've done a great job of talking about it from this perspective, but it's just even at its root, being able to know where your food comes from and, and being responsible for it is valuable. And then you know how cool it is to get some MREs because that's, that can be a lot of work if you're, if you're not involved with it, that's for sure. Right. Hey, one of the things that I, I wouldn't mind making sure that we discuss too, Bob, is that MREs are not just emergency supplies too. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we had a bunch of years at a class that I was teaching for camping. And I mean, here's what ended up happening is that I was running a little bit late getting everything ready for class. And I was, usually I try to take a cook stove and cook some really nice meals and everything for everybody. Just give everybody a little taste of something outdoors and, and uh, make sure they have a good time eating while we're out. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to take those, take a bunch of MREs because they're good. I mean, you can, I mean, these are, these are camp foods too, right? Oh yes, for sure. You know, MREs, military MREs are, are the same. They're, they're always going to be military MREs, right? But when you get in the civilian market, you know, when, when you can eat things that, that you eat every day in an MRE pouch, they're, they're great for camping, right? They're, they're great for any type of outdoor you know, I, I like to tell people the story of we, my wife and I, we were traveling across country back in uh, spring of 2015. And uh, we were out literally in the middle of nowhere on I-40 in uh, uh, like eastern New Mexico. We might have crossed into Arizona, but I'm pretty sure we were still in New Mexico. And a semi truck um, that had contained chemicals and, and all kinds of stuff literally out in the middle of nowhere had uh somehow he ended up going down in the ditch and he turned over and he, he was coming back out of the ditch before he turned over and basically just shut down the whole westbound side of the interstate literally laid across the chemical spill everywhere uh, we were at a dead stop for maybe i don't know two and a half three hours right so you're out there in the desert you can't leave your car running that long eventually you run out of gas and and i don't know if you've ever been on that stretch of i-40 but you watch, you, you get off at every gas station, basically, right? You never let your tank get below a half a tank in that area. So we've got the, the car turned off. It's late spring. You know, it's probably 90, low 90s outside. So we've got no air conditioner, very little wind blowing. And we're sitting there for over two hours, two and a half, maybe even three hours. I can't remember exactly. But I do remember at one point that my wife, right before we got to the exit, she was saying, hey, the next exit, when we stop and get gas, let's get something to eat. I'm getting kind of hungry. I said, yeah, not a problem. And then we hit this accident, right? So you got all these people sitting there and, and everybody's in the same boat. They're hot. They're thirsty. They're hungry. They have to use the bathroom, you know? So 
I get in the back of the truck, pop open my toolbox and grab a couple MREs up for me and my wife and just heated them up in the back of the truck, you know, and grabbed a couple <laughs> bottles of water through some electrolyte. Yeah. The electrolyte drink mixes in that you get in the MREs. So we're getting our vitamins and our, our nutrients back. And, uh, we're sitting there eating on, on the tailgate of my truck, we're eating MREs and drinking, you know, electrolyte, uh, based beverage powders. And, you know, other people are looking like, you know, I got, I got two kids in here. They're crying. You know, everybody's kind of hungry. So I was able to, you know, go to a couple cars and hand them bottles of water and, and, uh, MRE or two, you know, and, and it, it's just something that, that when you, when you're prepared to help yourself, then you never have to depend on anybody else. And no matter what situation you encounter, you've got what you need. But when you're prepared to help your neighbors as well, that is, that is something that is just huge, right? It's, it's, it's extremely beneficial. So, you know, here in this situation, you know, most people look at MREs and go, oh, no, ugh, I, I don't want to eat that. But when you see kids eating MREs going, wow, this is really good. You know, it's, we, we, we came out with peanut butter and jelly MREs just for kids, mm. right? We've got like <laughs> three awesome. different peanut butter and jelly <laughs> MREs that, that you can get, right? And, and so you see people eating stuff that they eat on a regular basis and they're getting out of an MRE pouch and they're just shocked that it tastes so good. Right. As opposed to the military stuff that we're all used to, you know, a, a friend of mine gave me a, a case of MREs from 1991. Cause he knew I was in the corps during that time. And, you know, it had the old, uh, I'm sorry, from 1989, it had the old, uh, dehydrated beef patty, dehydrated pork patty, the, the ham slice, the chicken a la King. And I'm looking at this stuff going, dude, I am not going to eat this. I'll, I'll eat my own MREs. I don't, not that, not that it's 30 years old. It's that it's the, the old ham slice and, and the old chicken out of the Kings loaded full of preservatives. So yeah, it's, it's always better to know where your food's coming from. Um, you know, it, it's always better to, to be prepared to take care of yourself and not depend on somebody else. So one thing that came to mind when you were just talking about being in that situation where you can help some kids, this kind of popped up. Do you, what about treats? I mean, what are some of the, you know, candies and stuff of that nature that you put in your MREs and, and why do you do that? And, and is there most research on that and how does that work? Well, you know, with, with ours, you know, we, we try to include, first of all, a military MRE is going to have between 1100 and 1200 calories. Okay. Uh, it's going to have a third of the daily needed protein, a third of the daily needed, you know, vitamin D, all that kind of good stuff. So that you eat three in a day, you get everything you need. Typically in a, in a military MRE for desserts, they're going to have something like M&Ms or Reese's Pieces or, oh, back in the day they used to put charms in and there was nothing more unlucky than eating charms, right? Um, so when, well, it's, it's a Marine Corps thing. We're, we're all superstitious about charms. So. So when we did ours, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that people had the chocolate for the energy, right? The, the, the calories, the everything to get out of it. Right. But chocolate, you know, has caffeine in it. It has, has uh, sugar. So you get in your, your, your body's getting instant energy. Right. But we wanted to be different. So, you know, some of the things we're coming out with over the next two weeks for our, our desserts, we've got a uh, hard candy coated chocolate covered sunflower seeds. We've got, uh, a monkey trail mix, a funky monkey trail mix that has uh, nuts and and uh, fruits and and uh, chocolate covered discs and and cream filled chocolate discs. Um, we're coming out with wasabi peanuts, you know, things that are different and out of the norm. Uh, still packaged in mil spec packaging, following mil spec guidelines, so that everything's going to get the proper shelf life. But it, it's it's real 
important to make sure that you're getting a balanced diet. And our MREs, you know, we try to have a minimum of 1,800 calories in our MREs. Um, I'd rather see somebody only have to eat twice a day than three times a day. So if they're getting, you know, 3,000 to 3,800 calories out of two MREs, that's better than getting 3,000 to 3,500 calories out of three MREs, right? Less waste, uh, better for the environment. Uh, but at the same time, you, you take less time than if you have to eat three than, than needing two. So we want to make sure that we give them all of, you know, everything that they need, including those bursts of energy. The nice thing about the snacks, you don't have to eat it with your meal. You drop it down in your cargo pocket, you know, if you're out hiking, right? You sit down, you eat your main, you mix up your drink mix, maybe have your coffee, and then put your dessert and your snack in your pocket. And when you're hiking along, you get hungry, you need a burst of energy. You pop out one of the snacks that contains chocolate. Uh, if you just got a sweet craving, right, and you're hiking along, pop out the dessert, eat that. Um, some really cool things, if I can kind of plug a couple things real quick. We are the only company in the United States that provides sweet and condensed milk with their MREs. We got a pouch that goes in every MRE. There's a misconception about sweet and condensed milk in the United States. Uh, the difference between caramel and sweet and condensed milk is about three seconds cooking. That's literally the difference. Um, so it, it's great for a topping for your desserts or just for instant energy, or you can mix in with your coffee. Uh, we're also the only company that offers creamy vanilla pudding or creamy vanilla icing, literally the only company in the world that offers icing for your desserts. So 320 calories, you know, you're getting about a, a half a days of your sugar need in one packet, right? But phenomenal stuff to eat when you're on the trail or in a survival situation, keeps the morale up. Anytime you're eating something that reminds you of home, it increases your morale, right? So especially in a high stress, you know, survival situation, it's a good thing to have. So snacks today and, and desserts today are so much different than, than what we've seen in, in years past. It used to just be a candy bar or, you know, a dried piece of, of cake or something thrown in. Now you're getting rich, moist cakes. You're getting muffin tops. You're getting, you know, oatmeal chocolate chunk cookies that look like something you would buy at the cookie store at the mall, right? Um, and if you drop them down in your flameless ration heater when you cook your main, you know, then you pull that out, you got a hot cookie, you know? So there are, it, it, there's a rhyme and a reason to everything that goes into an MRE, but it's all about keeping keeping morale up and getting your body what it needs to survive. i tell you what else I can see coming from this, and that is some fantastic trading. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I see I see some deals going down with all that stuff. Yeah. Hey, just by the way, for everybody listening in YouTube, Bob, I got a message from David and he he's gone. He uh we lost him from technical difficulties. So this is me and you here. Oh wow. Yeah, but that's okay. okay. That's that's fine. But uh the next question I had, probably one of the last questions I want to ask you is that survival hacks. Okay. MRE hacks. What kind of hacks you got for us in these MREs? Because I hear some things that you might have oh. going down with wipes and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, dude, we've got we've got some really cool uh, survival hack videos out there. Um, but my favorite's the hot apple pie. You know, when you're out in the field and you can have a, a big bowl of hot apple pie, I mean, it's just phenomenal, right? So um, out of the MREs, you take your oatmeal cookies. You take your pouch of uh, spiced apples, which to plug my website, you can buy off of our website. <laughs> but you take your oatmeal cookies, you crumble those up in your in your uh, mess kit, right? Your canteen cup, whatever. You heat your spiced apples up in your flameless ration heater. You dump that on. 
mix in uh, two packets of uh, non-dairy creamer that you get out of your accessory kit. So it gets that rich creaminess going to it. And, dude, it is out of this world phenomenal. I mean, just phenomenal. We used to, when, when I was when I was in the court, and, and even now when I go out and do survival trainings and stuff, if I pack a chili MRE, I always make sure I bring along a bag of Fritos. Um, and I carry, I carry in my kit, I carry a freeze-dried cilantro that you can get at any grocery store. Little little jug of freeze-dried cilantro weighs about maybe four ounces. Um, and I carry along some packets of True Lime. And I'll, I'll take and I'll heat up my chili and I'll dump it over those Fritos. Squeeze in the cheddar cheese or my favorites of cheddar cheese with jalapeno out of the MRE into that. Mix it all together. Dump in some freeze-dried cilantro and a little bit of that true lime. And wow, what a great meal. I mean, it is just phenomenal, right? And people don't think of that. You know, they think, well, I've got MREs. I'll eat, I'll, 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 you know, in the survival situation, I'll eat it, you know? And I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. dude, eat it now. Enjoy yeah, it. It's, it's good. good. It's Yeah, you know, and, you know, little things like, you know, it's just me and my wife, right? So if she's sick, I'm not cooking. Right. Uh, I'm, right. I'm yeah. making a sandwich or something. Right. So instead, I'd just grab an MRE, heat it up. A um, couple other survival hacks. If you're out hiking uh, or if you're you know stranded in traffic, whatever, uh, you can take your retort pouch instead of using your flameless ration heater, saving it for a rainy day. You can uh, throw the, the pouch up on your dashboard in your car. And after about 20, 30 minutes sitting there in the window with the UV coming through the window, it's nice and warm. Uh, if you're hiking, backpacking, you can take it and, and stick it on the back of your backpack and it'll heat up while you're hiking, right? Um, these are just a couple survival hacks. There's, oh, mm-hmm. there's so many out there. So you, you know, you mentioned the, uh, you've got these on our YouTube channel that you have. What's your YouTube channel? Yeah, not a lot of followers on the YouTube channel, but it's, uh, it's MRE Nation on, on YouTube. There's, there's some pretty cool, uh, uh MRE hacks on there. You know, we're, the thing, the big part of it, I guess, is, you know, I get tired of hearing people say, well, in a survival situation, you know, I'll, I'll eat that. And I'm thinking, why prepare that way? You know, prepare for what you like. If you're going camping and you're taking chili MREs, grab a bag of Fritos. You know, if, if you've got a, if you're putting together a get home bag, throw in some freeze dried cilantro or some freeze dried oregano, you know, maybe a, a couple packets of true lime and true lemon, right? And, uh, and have those in your, in your kit as well. You know, cinnamon, cinnamon is phenomenal when you're in a survival situation or when you're backpacking or whatever, you know, just a little bit of cinnamon to add to your coffee or put on your oatmeal just kind of goes a long way, you know, and, and so make it enjoyable, you know, why, why eat what you have to eat when you can prepare to eat what you want to eat. That's, that's my way of thinking about it. No need to suffer at all. Right. Right. But there are a ton of survival hacks out there with, with MREs. I think we're going to have you back on that. You know what I'm saying? Cool. I think I think Man, I can anytime. sit and listen to you and talk hacks like that for a while. So let's go ahead and close this one out, Bob, if you don't care. And uh, yeah, I'm good. just tell everybody how how we can get in contact with what you do and, and tell us about your website and all that good stuff. Sure. So um, the website's MREnation.com, Mike Romeo Echo, November Alpha Tango India Oscar November.com. Um, you can buy components, you can buy full meals, you can buy pallets of, of whatever, you know, it's all there available for sale. We have the largest variety of any company in the world for MRE, MREs and components. Um, we even sell our competitor stuff on our website. I I don't believe in having competitors. I believe in working with everybody. Um, 
if they use the coupon code UST15, Uniform Sierra Tango 15, that will get them a 15% discount off of their entire purchase. And of course, if they spend $99 or more, free shipping on every order, you know, that's over the $99. So, um, if they just have questions about preparedness or about, um, uh, MREs or free stride, or they have any questions about something they heard on the show and they want some more detail on it, they can always email me. Uh, they can do it through the website. There's a contact us email form, uh, or they can just email directly at info at MREnation.com. Um, you know, I'll, I'll answer whatever questions, no matter what. I mean, if you, if you have questions about seeds, you know, what kind of seeds to stockpile, I can, I can put you in contact with the right people to help you there. So, um, anyway, I can be of assistance to anybody that's, that's pre- uh, prepping and, and getting prepared. I'm, I'm more than willing to help out with. Oh, I can tell, man. And I really appreciate you coming here because you've been most helpful to our listeners and to me. I've learned a lot just listening to you and hanging out with you here. Anything else you want to finalize with? Anything else you want to say before I close, close out the show? Uh, I just, just really appreciate y'all. Uh, appreciate your listeners. I hope that, uh, that everybody gets prepared. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't need to get prepared until something happens. I can get what I need. And, and my philosophy is always, you know, it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Well, thanks, Bob. We'll have you on again soon, man. Cause I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent behind the, the idea of now is the time to get prepared right now. That's why we're doing the show. And that's why we like connecting with people like you. So thank you. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Brother. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. All right, bye. So everybody listening, subscribe to the podcast now. It's free to do so. You can ensure that you don't miss out on this or any episodes. We'll definitely be having Bob back. He, as you can tell, man, I really enjoy talking to Bob. He's he's a wealth of information. And many thanks to you who have already subscribed to the podcast and given us five stars and all that. Don't forget to check in the description below for all of our sponsors. And we'll definitely have a link in there where you can go get your discount at MRE Nation. UST15 is the discount code. So go go check that out. Get you some discount. Get you some MREs. I'm telling you from personal experience, I've got some of Bob's MREs and I love these things. And our students did last week too. So as always at the Survival Show Podcast, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.